Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, October 20th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 13 degrees in Edmonton. Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Come join us live on the Podbean app. Get to join in on the chats. There's a chat box here. You can click the call-in button and ask any questions you want for free every morning. It's really that simple. All you got to do is just join into the show and you can ask any questions about real estate investing that you want and get them answered. It's free coaching. Free coaching every morning. Pretty cool. Indeed. I just wanted to say hi to a few people that that have come on the show this morning. I see Kyle has joined the show, Uh, Kirsten, Jeremy, Ken. Brandon, good morning, Brandon. Uh, Denis, Jared is here. Hey, J- Jared says, "God morning and stuff." <laughs> Six a.m. is hard. Jared literally <laughs> must have just rolled over. <laughs> Six a.m. is hard. Matt says hello, hello. Kathleen's here as well. Courtney's here. Hey, uh, quick note for Courtney: I finally went to Roasty, that coffee shop. Yeah, that is some dark ass coffee. There's some dark beans. <laughs> I had to go with cappuccino there, and my God, that was that was tasty. But at the same time, um, I think I'm still I'm still running on a high from that three days ago. <laughs> that was yeah, that was that was that was very tasty. So thank you for the recommendation. We uh, we finally sold that um, that flip there, and uh, and tried roasty for the first time. Finally, <laughs> and I finally got to try the coffee shop right around the corner from it that I didn't know existed. Uh, they make their own uh, beans there. I, I mean, they don't they don't grow them inside, but they uh, they roast yeah, them. They roast them, yeah. Cool. True story. <laughs> uh, okay, Ryan's here as well. Sheila's here. Francis, Don's here. Sean. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, okay. What do you got going on today? Me? I don't know. I wrote a list yesterday. It's on my desk. I can't remember what it said. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Actually, I think I need to, it's, we're getting toward the like very end of our park view flip and we're missing just a couple supplies, a couple miscounts of how many handles and that kind of stuff we needed. So, uh, sink faucet and stuff. So I'm going to be ordering the last, I'm going to be placing my last order for park view. Yeah. Um, for supplies, which is exciting. Um, the, that place is like so close. Countertops yeah. were installed. Kitchen was finished yesterday. Kitchen's finished? Finished? Yeah. The installer came back on Is it like Tuesday. finished or is it like their version of finished where it's like they, they installed two cabinets? Said it's finished. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes they say it's finished. Okay. So can I order, can I, can I book the backsplash? Yeah. We just need to get the backsplash. Okay. I'm writing it down. Yeah. As you can tell, Gabby and I don't talk during the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was on my list for sure. And we need some stuff for Tweddle. Um, 
we're at a point where some Got some more supplies need to be ordered. Yep. Okay. For the total flip. So uh, both of those were on my list for today. I can't remember what else was though. I had four or five things that needed to get done for sure today and don't remember what they were. How are you enjoying um, not dealing with rental properties? Um, so much that I think that I'm really, really going to um, struggle when that's handed back to me. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it was only supposed to be, so, so what happened was, I don't want to get too far into this because I got a few other things I need to talk about first, but um, it was only supposed to be a, uh, a short period of time while Gabby finished up taxes, but then things just got too busy again. And we, we didn't about, finish taxes. We didn't finish taxes. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I have a feeling that December is not going to be family month. December is going to be taxes month. I really hope it doesn't, but. Uh, you know what though? If, as long as there's nothing else going on, I think that um, that it'll be like a peaceful month of taxes. Mm. <laughs> I'm really good at this uh, tenant finding thing, um, though. I think I you're wanna... a little reckless. <laughs> it's okay, though. You are good. You get people in. <laughs> Did I insult you first thing in the morning? It's nothing I haven't said before. Wow, Wayne's, Wayne doesn't have words. He's really hurt. Love you, honey. You're great. Wow, you're really panicking. <laughs> I, I, I show a little bit of silence and you start panicking. Hey, I know there's something that a lot of people have been waiting for. We'll get back to that in a second. I know there's something that a lot of people have been waiting for. And um, well, here it is. <laughs> Deal of the week is back, and we got a deal for you, uh, sponsored by DCI Properties. We got a deal coming all the way from. It's a shitty drum roll. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything. Calgary. <laughs> Calgary deal of the week. A nice easy wholetale on a large two-story and desirable Southwest Calgary. Um, if you guys are wondering, you know, how to get access to this property, you got to get on the DCI properties uh, buyers list. Um, I'm going to go through it really quickly with you here. So we got a purchase price of $515,000. Closing date, November 15th. This is a four plus one bed. Wow. So five bedrooms, two and a half plus one baths, uh, 2,100 square feet. Built in 2005. So... Newer house, double attached garage. It's got a new roof. Just needs some minor cosmetic updates. Um, what do we got here? Furnace is original. Hot water tank is four years old. Okay, so over 3,000 total square feet of indoor living space and a spacious backyard await you in this evergreen gem that is a great whole tale opportunity. The main level will impress you with the moment you set foot through the front door with a foyer and dining room overlooked by the second floor mezzanine. It's an entertainer's delight in the kitchen with, oh wow, grammar. Sorry. It's an entertainer's delight in the kitchen with nine foot ceilings, ample co uh, cupboard space, pantry, kitchen island. Okay, let's get through more details of this. Large finished basement includes a full bathroom, large rec room, and separate flex bedroom. 
Um, sliding glass doors open to the kitchen to the large deck and private tree yard. Spacious double garage attached. The stunning home has lots of potential and is a perfect investment op- opportunity. Easy access to the Ring Road, Costco, and the shops, parks, schools, and amenities of Evergreen and Bridalwood. Um, so purchase price is $515. i am just looking at the pictures. It just needs a little bit of cosmetic update, but honestly, it looks rent ready. Um, so there was actually a question in here. Ryan asks, what's wholetail? And correct me if I'm wrong, but wholetailing is basically like getting a property, doing either very little or nothing to it, and putting it back on the MLS for, for resale. So is that correct? Or am I off? Okay, there's a few people that are listening that know that for some reason, wholetail has been explained to me 4,000 times. <laughs> And I never remember what wholetail is. I think I'm right. Someone's gonna someone back me up. You know what? I'm not afraid to know to say when I don't know something. <laughs> I do. I never. Okay, Gabby's right. Okay, yes. Am I? Yes. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Kyle. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Weirdest thing. It's been explained to me four thousand times, but every time it gets explained to me, <laughs> um, I just can't seem to remember. So. There you go. Thank you for letting me know. I'll see if I remember for next time. <laughs> so basically, uh, flipping without doing anything. Yeah, it's, it's get a it, good enough deal that you can just. Well, it's at it. five fifteen, and the comparables in the area are six twenty two, six sixty two, and six fifty six. So you've got about a hundred, a uh, hundred to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars spread, with not a whole heck of a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Right. Or potential for a home. You know, that's a really good purchase price for a home in uh, in Calgary as well. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, you guys are interested in, in that. Um, you got to get on the, the DCI properties buyers list. In order to do that, you just got to. Yeah, you can go to uh, for the Alberta buyers list. You can go to www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. Um, and also, if you are interested in properties in Ontario, you can get on their Ontario buyers list at www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. Cody thought that wholetailing was a uh, a, spell, a spelling error. Yeah, and uh, Garrett thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> at what point? <laughs> I guess there's been a few that you could have been... <laughs> Uh, what is going on here? I'm I'm missing parts of the chat. Um, Jeremy's complimenting Patrick's body. <laughs> what did I miss in the chat? Okay, okay, I got it now. Okay, cool. Sorry, I got to stay out of the chat. Um, Jenna, you keep an eye on the chat. I'm gonna get back to talking about what we were talking about before. What was it you were insulting me or something like that? You said you're really good at, at uh, filling vacancies. Oh, yeah. You think I'm reckless. I just understand people. Um, I have a very good, um, I have a, I'm a pretty good judge of character and also risk. So, you know, sometimes people look like, yeah, they might be a little higher risk, but I also understand the risk of just filling, filling vacancies in general. The likelihood of actually someone doing what they're supposed to do has nothing to do with their credit score. It's my opinion. Yeah. 
because I've I, I've I found that like ninety percent of tenants have less than a six hundred and fifty credit score. Most of them have less than six hundred. You've seen the credit scores more than I have, so I, I base it off of their, um, off of me meeting them and me my judge of character. But regardless, um, that's what I'm working on today. Uh, we had some showings last night, and I'm going to be going through applications um, that were sent in today. Nice. How many did we get? I have no idea. Oh. I saw two at least. Perfect. But both of them sound like really good applicants. Um, so uh, as far as like character goes, <laughs> we'll see what their applications say. <clears throat> what else we got going on? What else are you working on today? That's all. That's it? Nice. As far as I know. Um, our, uh, well, I don't want to freaking jinx it. Knocking on wood. Our Otwell flip went unconditional last night. Hallelujah. Not going to talk any more about it until it's sold, <laughs> sold next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, it should be off our hands and then we'll talk all about it. And until then, I am not jinxing anything. It's been a, it's been a wild roller coaster, that one. But we're happy to have it go unconditional. Sorry, yeah, we're supposed to be like <clears throat> our Otwell project went Yay! unconditional. <laughs> you know? It has you know? Oh yeah. Oh, a wild ride doesn't even begin to touch it. Like it's, it's... bullshit. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> it's been insane. And we were like so reluctant when, like, when Calvin messaged us yesterday. It's like, for real, is it? How'd you get the sticker? Oh, that's that's pretty what cool. Sticker. Uh, someone just did a like a good job thing, sent a gift, good job, and it yeah. just like showed up on your screen. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't get, <laughs> I don't get that stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah, I remember when uh, Calvin said that they sent the waiver, and I'm like, okay, thanks. Can you put a solo sticker on there? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, just hang on a second. It was a couple minutes later. I'm like, oh, wow, I, sh I should have I should have probably reacted differently. <laughs> I'm just like, can we please get this thing done? Can we please just get this off our plate? Yeah, it's just been a, uh, I have to go and do a few things <clears throat> in order uh, before before the closing. Um, there were a bunch of things that were missed um, on the on the renovation. So I have to go and fix those things, unfortunately. But otherwise, um, Pretty, pretty minor stuff, just annoying. Yeah, I, I don't want to go change door hinges, and I don't want to go install a smoke detector, and I don't want to go find a drain tube for a hot water tank, and I don't want to, like, just so many little dumb things, which is yeah. going to end up being a whole day for me, mm -hmm. and just hiring someone to do that would just be ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, no more money on this property. Yeah. <laughs> but, sorry, uh, yeah, we're supposed to be excited and get you all super stoked about business and real estate and flipping <clears throat> uh, truth is truth is it's just this property's been a real pain in our ass for the last two weeks so we're just extremely uh we're not uh, we're not excited um we're just ha uh, um, uh, pleased uh, to have it uh done yeah ryan says you're really becoming a super handyman wayne mm -hmm. yeah You've like, actually, that is so true. Like all of the, 
um, properties that have hit the market. It's been uh, like you've been doing a ton of running around to uh, do like a lot of little stupid things that yeah i don't i don't talk about it very often i don't post what i what i do like i've taken videos i'm like oh here's what i'm doing today i'm like got my leaf blower out <laughs> and we're like hey i'm painting this flower bed um and then then i'm like i'm not even posting this because <laughs> they say that everything that you do should be good content but at the same time i'm like i i'm hating my life right now and i yeah, do not well, i don't you even, shouldn't have been doing this stuff but there's just people just didn't do what they were supposed to do so now i gotta go and do it and like you know i the our realtor comes here to do pictures and i and they're like hey just a heads up that the you know um a few of the clips on the screens um are you know the, the screens aren't latched in and uh these are brand new windows and they didn't tighten the screws on the on the crank handles so you're gonna so need they to just a, fall off when you crank them <laughs> so when you grab the crank on the on the window like it just falls off i'm like okay so I go and I bring everything that I would possibly need, you know, um, a Phillips. Um, he said it was a, uh, an Allen key wrench. So all of my, my, uh, my Allen keys, um, that I have, uh, I bring a, uh, little Phillips, uh, a big Phillips. And then I get there and it's a flathead and I'm just like losing my mind. I'm, just, I'm, I'm seriously about to put my hand through that window, that brand new window. I'm so pissed. Like when you bring everything that you could possibly need except for the one small screwdriver. Yeah. And you're an hour away from home. It's like, okay, I guess I'm going to Home Depot to buy another small flathead. Do you, do you have any idea how many mallets, rubber mallets we have in the garage? <laughs> that it's the exact same example of like, I forget to bring the rubber mallet and I go buy a new one and there's like, 14 rubber mallets in our garage i got rid of them all when i cleaned up the Did garage you? yeah <laughs> we only have one now <laughs> this is this is why i'm not posting these videos or taking any pictures because it's like so annoying like why didn't they tighten the screws yeah on the cranks um just lazy yeah garrett says buy a damn multi-driver but here's the thing garrett is that like we do not do this stuff anymore no, we no. hire people to do this and like it's been a long time since we've done any sort of like renovation renovation any sort of like oh you know rental property something's wrong like no we don't go into the rental properties to do that stuff anymore we hire people because we are trying to grow our business and we need to be in the office growing it i can't grow it when i'm out tightening yeah fucking window cranks so so no we're not going to buy a damn multi-driver <laughs> We're going to hold people accountable to do what they're supposed to friggin' do and not leave us last second before it hits the market. You know, like, and that's the thing is that like Calvin told us the day before properties going live, like here's a couple things we saw. Yeah. So you don't have time to get somebody in. Like you just got to go deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just dumb little stuff. But you know what? I, I came to the conclusion yesterday while I was um, peacefully raking the yard. Um <laughs> Is that uh, I think that if you know if you're ever listing a property for sale, just 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 expect to spend a day or two on your own, just doing the last minute stuff. You know what I mean? Um, for me to organize all of this stuff for someone else to do it, I would have never gotten done in time. Yeah. So I just had to you know load up the vehicle and grab the leaf blower and grab the rake and grab the paintbrush and grab the all the tiny little screwdrivers except for the right one, and um, and just go and do it. Right. Yeah. Um, dumb stuff. You're always going to be dealing with that kind of stuff. Just last minute stuff. But uh, yeah, I think uh, just come to the conclusion that you know that's that stuff you got to do, and um, you can't 100% rely on everybody to do 
what it is that they're, they say they're going to do. I think the sooner that you come to that conclusion that you can only trust yourself to do what's in your best interest. Um, I, I think you'll, when you lower your expectations, it, you don't get hurt as bad. Wow. Again, <laughs> I'm not a therapist. Um, that was, that was terrible, bad. That was terrible bad. therapy advice bad right advice. there. But it's the truth. Never lower your expectations. Lower your expectations so you don't get hurt so bad. That's like, <laughs> that's like exactly what they tell you not to say or believe. But honestly, when it's business, ugh, it's tough. I mean, finding people that you can rely on is very difficult. Finding people that will treat your business like it's their own or treat it as good as you do. Uh, to be honest, I don't really know if that exists. Yeah. Not unless there's some sort of financial incentive for them, right? Some sort of a bonus or something like that, or the opportunity to you know to grow with the business or to to be promoted. Otherwise, everyone's going to do the bare minimum. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it could be wrong. I mean, someone could pr try and prove me wrong if they want to, but likelihood is very low. Probability is very low. Um, that's kind of why I like like more of our active businesses, <clears throat> like flipping and stuff like that. Because like with rentals, you're more exposed to people not doing what they're supposed to do. Um, you're exposed to more of those vulnerabilities. Um, flipping, there's a lot of people involved, but it's easier to hold them accountable because you just don't pay them when they don't do what they're supposed to do, right? So, um, hey, job's not done properly. Come back and finish it. And when it's done properly, I'll, I'll pay you. You know what I mean? You have yeah. a little more control yeah. over that. Yeah. I, I like as soon as you said that I was thinking of Calgary and the the um guy I forget what what was the guy doing but he like put oh, dumped mud into guy? yeah dumped all of his like mud and okay and, so let's tell us let's tell okay. the story so we, we we I don't know the story that's why I was uh, hoping you were gonna fill in <laughs> I bet you Jared in the comments is will we'll probably correct us a little bit more hey Donna how you doing I see Donna here it's, and Donna gets to listen to us venting today good morning Donna <laughs> Just having one of those days where just like we want to complain about everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, for the for this one, um, the ceiling texture guy in Calgary, just like he's just he came out. I don't know a day early, which we, we thought was really cool, but at the same time, our guys weren't ready. We weren't ready, yeah. And just like, oh, I'm gonna get all prepped and everything, and and he did really amazing work on the first day, and he's like, he got it all like the ceiling all scraped really quickly and the texture on. Everybody's like super impressed, but then like. He started like dogging it a bit. Like he didn't. It, he forgot uh, the small area at the back entrance. So there's like a small area totally missed. Um, yeah. Like in the back area at the back door, um, he just never finished and he didn't consider that to be the main floor. Um, so we left that and then it was like weeks before he came back to do it and they, they weren't going to do it. But then we noticed that um, what he did was he took like a bucket of like, he almost had a bucket of water or something like that where it was like mixed with texture maybe he was wiping the ceiling or something like that but he dumped the whole bucket into the window well and then he used his scraper he scraped the stuff off his scraper on the edge of the window well so he basically used like he used it as a garbage or like a like some sort of like a trough and like he just completely mangled our window well like all the rocks inside the window well were like plastered plastered it looked dirty as hell and he got it all over the window and on that side of the house. And then, like I said, he, he took his scraper um, and just like cleaned it off on the edge of the window. Well, so now it's like we have like plaster 
um, solidified on the edge of the window well. Like it just now we're supposed to go there and clean this window well, like take all the rocks out and scrape off the texture and stuff. Yeah. So we called them and then they ghosted us. Yeah. And we'd already paid them. So it's like, you know, they don't give a crap. Called this boss. Same thing. He's ghosting us. And uh, I guess we just found, we saw pictures yesterday. I guess he just randomly finally came back and cleaned it up. He changed all the rocks out in the window well and cleaned the window well, which was very odd and random. Yeah. Um, I opened up the group chat and I saw that picture. I'm like, what did you guys do? Yeah. But it's that situation, like, had that been noticed, um, you know, like, before sending payment, we would have withheld payment until it was fixed. They probably mm -hmm. would have got out there a lot sooner <laughs> than several weeks later, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm not enough about complaining. I guess just you know, just stick to my you know my my therapy my therapy advice for the day. Lower your standards. Lower your standards, <laughs> and you won't get your your heart broken by contractors and tenants. <laughs> it 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 has nothing to do with lowering your standards. It has everything to do with accepting the things you cannot control. Yes. Okay. That's a much better way of putting it. When, when, um, um, when I quote passages from the Bible, it's a lot easier for people to understand. I'm like, oh, I'm saying the exact same thing. <laughs> but it's just a passage from the Bible now, so everybody's okay with it. It's, it's just it's focusing on the things that you can't control and, um, and, and ignoring the things that you can't. Mm -hmm. Try and do your best, but... Uh, ultimately, it is very hard to trust people in in business um, to do things, you know that that are in your best interests, because uh, we are all very selfish people, which is fine. Um, it's also up to you. A lot of people have um, a hard time um, with confrontation or with um, you know like withholding, like standing by what's right for them, and that's something that you really need to get comfortable with if you are dealing with many different types of people in your business and people like so in flipping if somebody comes and does a job for you and it is not it is not up to your expectations you need to be okay having that conversation saying mm -hmm. no this isn't acceptable you need to come back and fix this yeah and you're going to have many of those conversations yeah. because not all contractors not all um like not everybody's skill is equal yeah and it's just it's so important to be able to stand up for for what your expectations are and making sure that the job is done right especially when you're building your team because this is all this is all like the, the example that we're talking about right now is for calgary so we're building a team in calgary um and this guy you know did really great work but just like did a dumb thing like why would you do that that just makes zero sense Kirsten in the comments here, she says, at least they fixed it, but that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like when I looked at it, when I went there this past weekend and it was shown to me, I don't just, I, I didn't just shake my head and be like, what the hell, man? I'm thinking like, how much is this going to cost to fix? So you got to pull all those rocks out. You got to clean the, the parging on the, on the property, on the house. You have to scrape off all of the texture and then like scrub it down on the wind, uh, sorry, scrape off all the texture. Uh, like the mud on the window well and then like scrub it down with a scrub like a with a with a sponge or with a cloth and then you need to go down to a a, a rock um uh landscaping place grab a probably six or seven buckets of rocks for each window 
Or is it just the one? Just window? the one. Yeah. Okay, three or four buckets of rocks, which are not light. Yeah. Pay for those and then go dump them in. Like the amount of time that we would have to pay someone to do that, plus the cost of the rocks, what are we looking at? 200 bucks, 300 bucks? All because he wanted to use our window well as a toilet or some trough. You know what I mean? Two or 300 yeah. bucks. That's how dumb that, like, why would he think that's okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Not only that, but like if it was a bucket of like water mixture and you're pouring water into a window well, like that, that window well is a defense mechanism. <laughs> it's not like meant to hold water. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like in his eyes, he's like, where am I supposed to put this? Because yeah. he really didn't have anywhere to put it other than the alley. And then we would have been pissed off. He did it in the alley too. Right? What does he do on any other job? Though? I guess you, what you do is you go down to the, the, the drain um, in the alley, right? I don't know. You think that they would have proper disposal methods? <laughs> you would think. Yeah. You would think, but regardless. Um, uh, Ken says, "I'm sure if you use them again, they will know better." See, that's the thing. I'm not going to use them again. Yeah. Why? You know what I mean. You you just you lost my trust. Yeah. Um, it's it's amazing because we have, for the most part, unless unless we're trying new people in Edmonton, our Edmonton team, we just know them and we can rely on them. Yeah. When they say they're going to do things, they do them. Um, and then when they send us an invoice, we pay them, right? Because they, that's that's what the relationship is supposed to be. You're supposed to, everybody's supposed to do what they're supposed to do. <clears throat> Until they don't. But for the most part, we have just an amazing team in Edmonton. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're building a new team in, in different cities, and I know people are struggling with this right now. Lots of people took our fix and flip uh, workshop here, was it a month ago? month or so ago and uh they're like um oh, i really like this i really like this whole fix and flip idea but at the same time um you know how do i build my team or how do i find a contractor well that's the hard part because you just ultimately what you have to do is you just have to try someone yeah it's the only way to truly know it doesn't matter how many referrals they have or how many great pictures on their on their tablet or their iphone um Ultimately, you just got to try them out and that's the only way to find out. So you're going to, your first couple projects, you know, you're at risk of potentially losing some money because, you know, they, you don't really know what kind of work they do until, until you get to that point. And a lot of times <clears throat> what I've learned, what I've learned in the past, <clears throat> what I've learned is that, um, a lot of these guys who are have really bad um, uh, how would you word it um, the, the ones that like are unreliable are are very fast in the beginning. The ones that are unreliable and have bad craftsmanship are very quick in the beginning. You're like, wow, they wow you. Yeah. you came in and you demoed this place in three hours. Mo my other team, it takes a week wow. And they start getting all the prep work ready and you're like, oh my God, these guys are fast and they know what they're doing. And the communication's great. And then they start putting things back together and you're like, hmm, does that look right? Well, let's just, let's just watch and see. And then they don't show up for a few days. And then you don't know really what the heck's going on. And then it looks like, you know, the place is the same as it was three weeks ago. And you're like, are they even doing anything? And then they start putting things back together. And then like, you just start looking at the work and it's like, uh, and then you've got that, that one little pocket of time right there to determine, 
do I fire these guys or do I keep on going and give them a chance, give them the benefit of the doubt? And it's right in that little, it's a very small pocket of time that you need to make that decision. But then at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, well, if I do fire them, who's going to take over? I can't take this over and I don't have anybody else to do it. And you get all worried. And then the the path of least resistance is just to continue to let them do it. Mm -hmm. Give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Been there, done that. Many times, many times. Yeah. Because it's just the easiest thing to do because you're busy. You're an entrepreneur. You got too many, you got so many different balls in the air and you got a family and stuff like that. So you just continue to let them do it until it gets to a point of no return where it's like three weeks, four weeks left in the job and you're unhappy with everything. But the if you fired them right now, they would demand payment and then you're going to pay someone else to do it all over again. You're going to have to pull everything out, right? Does this sound familiar to anybody? <laughs> Has anyone ever dealt with anything like this before? It's like I said, you have that very small pocket there where you need to make that decision very quickly. And it might not be the best decision for, for, you know, it might, it might feel like it's not the best decision because you're going to have to go hire someone new. But at the end of it, you know, six weeks later, you're going to be like, oh God, I really wish I would have fired them at that point. Right. But it's part of the process when you're building a new team, you have to do it. You have to try people out. And to be honest, I think if you're building a new team, whether that be for flips or for, you know, if you're adding secondary suites or just, you know, renovating, you know, your rental properties, if you're deciding to, you know, upgrade a bunch of them and new kitchens or new flooring or something like that. What I recommend doing is, is if you're trying new people out, just give them small jobs. We've had a lot of luck with this. Um, Instead of hire them for the whole job, be like, hey, can you do baseboards? Yes? Okay. Here, do the baseboards. And just give them like on one rental property or one flip or something like that. You let them do the baseboards. If they do a good job, be like, okay, cool. Do you do painting? Okay, great. Do the painting on this property. Right? And then a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And try them out. Try out, you know, what's their communication like? Do they invoice you right away? You know, are they, you know, on time? Are they showing up when they say they're going to show up? Did they do good work? Did they overspray? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did they dump all the content in the window well? That's one way to really, to, to commit, not, because the other option is just to fully commit to them. And then it's just really hard to pull that bandaid off. And, you know, this has happened to us. We're like, where we hit that pocket. And then we're like, if I fire this person right now, they're just going to charge me whatever the hell they want. Because they're pissed at us. And that's a vulnerability too. You know, we had an agreement to to at a certain price or at a certain price range or a certain amount of hours for the whole job. But then, you know, you hit that point and like, oh God, like what's stopping them from charging me an extra 500 hours right now or an extra 200 hours? I wouldn't be able to dispute it, right? Or an extra 10 grand. And they say, oh yeah, this took me a lot longer than I thought because they're pissed off at you. It's a scary spot, but it's I'm I'm shining a light on this this morning so that you guys can get a good idea of what to expect, rather than experiencing it for the first time yourself and being overwhelmed by it and not know be sorry being overwhelmed by it and not knowing what to do. I'm going to shine a light on it today so you guys can be prepared for it when you do eventually come to that. Right. Mm-hmm. But. You got to focus on the things you can't control and the things you can and, uh, and forget the things you can't. Right. Yeah. What a negative show today. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is this is stuff that we deal with on a regular basis though everyone's you know yeah. this there's there's a lot of stuff we just don't talk about and so, for various reasons um sometimes we can't talk about it because if we do talk about it certain people will know um and then certain people will have their their you know their feelings hurt or their butt hurt um and then other times it's just you know for confidentiality as well like we can't talk about everything in our business yeah we do we like 98 percent of our business you guys know all about it it's we're very open and transparent so that you guys can can see into our lives and our business so that you know you can you can relate to it you can um you can use it as reference right yeah that's that's the whole point of the morning show is to be open and transparent and honest so that you guys uh, can know what it's actually like to be full-time real estate investors um and you can use it as almost like a a model or a you know like i said a reference um so you can navigate through the things that you know that, that we experience the the hiccups and the roadblocks and that kind of stuff um but yeah there's 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 a lot of this kind of stuff on a regular basis where people just don't do what they're supposed to do and as you create larger businesses and you scale up and and you have more businesses you know simultaneously running you're just more exposed to people um uh uh, more exposed to to relying on on more people, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And with that, you know, you're exposed to more risks of people not doing what they're supposed to do. And I and I and I, I see this stuff every day with our mentees, you know, just experiencing their first um, as they're growing their businesses. I'm just like every day, it's like, oh my god, this person didn't do this, and I just kind of chuckle. I'm like, yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and I guess it's just I'm just kind of there with their with my hand on their shoulder, just being like just a pat on the back, and because there's nothing they can really do about it, except you know what I mean. Just yeah. But one thing that I think is important in these situations is also um, your approach on how you're handling them. Yeah. And actually, Wayne, you and I talked about this. Uh, I think just on the on our drive home from Calgary the other day, um, how you know like. I've created so many fantastic relationships with our various contractors. And when something goes wrong, it's in my approach that I'm able to get the results that I want. And they're willing to go like above and beyond and get things fixed up properly and, and this and that. Whereas had I gone in with a, you didn't do your job right, you need to get back here and fix this type of approach, I wouldn't have gotten the same results. Yeah. You know, like not only am I getting things fixed, but I'm getting like um, discounts on it and charges removed and like those kinds of things because of how I'm dealing with the situations and my approach and my tone and my um, appreciation for all of the other hard work that they're doing. Right. So you also it's not only just in that, you know, you're you're upholding what your expectations are and holding people accountable, but it's also how you approach the situation. And, um, you know, we talked about that, like that also like feminine versus masculine touch in, in your communications and your like those types of things. And you, they'll, they'll, gar they'll garner different results. You know what I mean? And there's a time and a place for a, you didn't do your job right. And you better fix this now. Like there's a time and a place for that. It's like, have you exhausted <laughs> the other ways of communication before getting to that place? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we very rarely 
you know, have something awful happen that doesn't end um, in a positive light. As far as, you know, like hiring those little, like the plumber, the electrician, the kitchen installer, the this, the that. It's like some of it can be really frustrating when things don't go as they were supposed to. But if you approach things properly, it's going to, it'll end well. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Sounds like uh, we have a new listener on the show. I've been seeing in the chat. Alan, Alan, it's his first time. uh, Well, I guess he's been on the show for about a week now. Yeah, welcome, Alan. Um, welcome, Alan. Um, from Toronto, looking to invest in Edmonton. So, uh, Alan, on. if you haven't already, you should join our uh, Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook page. Yep. As well. Great community to be a part of. Lots of local Edmontonians. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Alan, if you're looking for help for investing in Edmonton, um, you can shoot us an email at info at reimorningshow.com. And... I can get you set up with a bunch of local professionals, realtor, mortgage brokers, home inspectors. Um, plus, we've got a huge community. Um, I've, I've got a bunch of mentees within our mentorship program um, that I can recommend for, um, I think you said Edmonton, right? Edmonton or Calgary? So yeah, I've got tons of Edmonton investors that I can connect you with uh, that can give you some pointers uh, for getting started in Edmonton, what kind of neighborhoods to look for, what kind of neighborhoods to stay away from property types, property prices, that kind of stuff. Just shoot me an email and I'll connect you with them. And then uh, hopefully you can get moving sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep joining into the morning show. Keep asking questions. Um, a lot of this stuff is is general, you know, for across Canada, the stuff that we talk about. But obviously a lot of people join into the show as well, but, you know, just for local um, insight uh, into this market. Uh, we've been investing in this market for 10 years. So we know it pretty well, and um, we've got a really great community and uh, of investors that you can lean on um, to get that uh, to get that help. So again, info at reimorningshow.com. I'll get you that information. Beauty. Good morning, Ali. Ali's here as well. Ali's awake. Awesome. She awesome. is on the show. Um, I wanted to bring up a topic that I brought up yesterday. <clears throat> And uh, I don't remember. Actually, you know what? Just give me two seconds. I'm going to clear my throat. And uh, and we'll be right back after that. <laughs> Hi, folks. Barry McGuire here. I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. Okay, and we are back. Uh, What I wanted to bring back up that we were talking about yesterday was um, the on-time rental discount. Uh, a few people had never heard of it before. Uh, I would like to talk with Gabby about it, and I'm going to explain what it is, and then I'm going to I'm going to have a discussion with Gabby about whether we should keep it or not. <laughs> Why? What's happened? My, well, well, I, we just don't have time during the day to talk about business and changing things, so um, or improving our systems. So this is just an opportunity. I got 15 minutes with you before the show ends. <laughs> um, so years ago. You know, we heard about this this new way of approaching 
late penalties for rent. Instead of charging a late penalty when someone is 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 late, um, which, by the way, is not enforceable. Mm-hmm. You can charge late penalties, but if you ever go to court, they won't allow it. So, meaning you can have it in your lease, you can charge it to people, they can pay it. That's fine. But if they ever take you to court, they will it's not enforceable in court. Okay? Yeah. So, a workaround for that was was um uh what's called uh an on-time rental discount. Meaning that if your rent is $2,000 a month, what you would do is you would have your basic rent be $2,200 a month. And then within your lease, you would have an on-time rental discount of $200, which would bring your rent down to $2,000 a month. Okay. And it stipulates that so long as the tenant pays on time and fulfills all their obligations of the lease and isn't the lease is in good standing, then they will receive their on-time rental discount. If they do not fulfill all the obligations of the lease and the lease is not in good standing, then the rental discount is removed. The RTA for Alberta and, and, and the act for most other provinces states that you cannot charge late penalties or fees. However, it does not say that you cannot have a discount system. So it's a workaround for that so that you can still charge late penalties. If someone is behind, you know, by six months, you should be entitled to some penal like some penalties to cover the extra costs that you have to incur, you know, to cover those those payments, right? More so not so much as like being a, you know, a greedy, you know, investor trying to make some more money out of this situation, but more so as a, a deterrent, a legal deterrent to prevent people from taking advantage, right? It doesn't just say that it covers, you know, the discount is removed when the rent is late. It also says that if the lease is not in good standing, so if they're not mowing the lawn, if they're not shoveling the snow, if they've breached any of the terms in the lease, they're going to lose their rental discount. And I think in ours, it says for the first offense, it'll be for the first month. But if it happens again, it's removed indefinitely. It's removed completely. So it'll be removed for the remainder of the lease. That is scary for someone. You're like, oh, I better do what I say I was going to do. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're taking advantage of someone like, oh, well, you're telling me if I miss the rent and I lose my rental discount, if I miss it twice, then I lose it all together? Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. going to be a problem? Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> if it is, I'm not signing this lease with you. Because four minutes ago, you just told me, oh, I pay my rent on time every single time. And I always do everything I'm supposed to do within the lease. Okay, great. Then this won't be a problem for you. See what I'm saying? Then it won't be a problem. But that's just an extra added security to make sure that, you know, that they do what they say they're going to do. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to pay. Now, do we actually use it? No. When when we get in situations like that where the, you know, they're behind, which doesn't happen very often, um, when they're behind or when they're not doing what they're supposed to do, um, it's not like we're going to get, like, we, we can, like... 
it's not like we're going to get it, right? Because we have in the past. We have enforced it. Yeah. But like when you go after them, like you're three months behind, you know, what's stopping them from just saying, yeah, I'm not paying that, that, that extra 200 bucks a month for the last three months. I'm just going to give you this money. Are you really going to be like, no, you have to pay it? Or you just like take the money and just see them gone, right? When it gets to that point, it's like you're at a point of no return. You're not keeping them in there anyways. They're probably leaving. You know what I mean? You're just trying to get as much out of this as possible to to to, to mitigate your losses. Um, if you take it to court or a dispute service, trying to explain that to the mediator would be just it'd be difficult. Yeah, this is our basic rent. We have an on-time rental discount, you know, and then so if they miss all this stuff, then then yeah, their discount's gone for the year. So you charge them an extra $200 on top of that? What did you advertise in your listing? Well, we advertise $2,000 a month, but our basic rent is 200 2200. Okay, so you advertise it as 2000 and then you charge them 2200, but you gave them a discount of 200 bucks. It just looks like you're trying to scam people. Um, I would never want to bring that up in 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 a hearing. Cause I'll just, it, it doesn't make me look very good. And from what I've heard, from what I've heard, it doesn't exactly hold up from the people who have argued it. Now I wasn't in that hearing and some people are just dumb in the way they explain things. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe they didn't have it very clear in the lease. So I can't say, I can't use that as precedence. Like that's if you bring that to a hearing that they won't accept it because I'm sure if I, if I presented it, I probably have a much better chance. But from what I've heard from some people who have made the arguments, it hasn't stood up. So the reason why I say all that, so now you guys know, hey, it is actually pretty cool. Wow, that's a great idea. Um, Feel free to implement it if you guys want. But Gabby, I just lost a tenant, not a tenant, but a prospect the other day because they didn't understand the discount system. And that's, it's a bit of friction. I've noticed that friction before and I don't normally deal with tenants moving in and out and like closing tenants. But lately, since I have, and from what I've seen in the past, when you send out that email being like, hey, by the way, you know, you're going to notice in section 17 of the lease agreement, the on-time rental discount section, what this states is, or what this stipulates is, is that the rent is actually $2,200. However, if you pay on time and you do everything you're supposed to in the lease, then we're going to give you an on-time rental discount of $200, which is going to bring it down to $2,000. And... Um, and that's totally fine as long as you pay your rent on time. But if you don't do anything, then we will remove it indefinitely. That sounds scary to someone. See, it's threatening for someone to make sure they do what they're supposed to do. But, you know, for really good tenants who have lots of options, they're like, well, I don't like that. Why would you, why would you put that in there? Like what they're thinking is they're thinking of the worst case. Like, how can this person take advantage of me? And I had a really good, I had a really, well, I mean, I, I learned that they were kind of a pain in the ass, but I had a really good applicant. Um, one worked for CRA and the other one was a uh, something, something. Um, so they had decent jobs and, and a good, good family um, and good, good character. And they decided to not move forward with it because they didn't understand it. Yeah. So I have zero friction with that. Um, none. none. Since implementing it, um, I think I've had one person, one tenant. So we've been doing this for years. Yeah. And I, looking back, I think I've had one tenant ask for further clarification on it, but not like challenge it or say, no, that's 
bullcrap. Um, and also, like, I just want to re-point out that, like, you lost a tenant who revealed that they were full of red flags, right? Yeah. Are you are you are you defending? Are you defending the on time or are you just defending yourself? I just can't tell. The on time. Okay, cool. Yeah. So just like you had said earlier, if somebody has a problem with it, then they do not have faith in themselves for paying their rent on time. You know, like if I if I personally saw that, like I I pay my bills on time. I don't, I would never see that as like a, oh my God, I'm going to get screwed. Like to me, it's just like, yeah, you, you, you pay, you pay your bills. Like, <laughs> unless you're somebody who's like always late on everything, then I don't want you as a tenant anyways. For sure. So I think that like, I, th I think that when you, when you drill it down and you look at the bigger picture of that, that particular person who, um, who challenged it. They also challenged that they don't want you doing an inspection in their property. Not talking about this person in general. I'm talking about just okay. the. Here, but that's me, the only time let, you've let been. Me re, let me rephrase this. Let me rephrase this. Is the added friction that is created from this because it is creating friction, right? For one person. No. It is creating friction because when you add something like that in, it's like almost saying like um, you're not allowed to look outside the windows. Me, let me come up with a better example. You're adding something in there that is not there with any other landlord. No other landlord has ever had this, right? They've No one else has experienced this. They've never heard of an on-time rental discount before. You are one unique landlord that has this thing that it sounds okay. What is it? Okay. All right. I've never heard of that before. That's friction. You are, you are preventing someone. That's an impedance. You're preventing from someone from saying yes. You're adding something in that creates friction. What I'm asking is, is that additional friction worth is it valuable enough to put it there it needs to have enough value in the business in order to be there otherwise remove the friction what you want is you want someone to come in pay the first month's rent sign the lease and that's it right you want to get them you want to close that person mm -hmm. when you add in all these extra layers like for example other landlords saying that you have to fill out an application before i show you the place mm -hmm. that is extreme friction i hate that what I'm saying is, forget this person for a sec. The added friction of having an on-time rental discount, which saves us, which increases, um, which which it's an added measure to to help us on the legal side. Is that the value of that worth the friction that we create? Is what I'm trying to say. And I look at this from every every angle of business. Anytime you add something, is it worth it? The added friction. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the discussion I want to have. It's just this this most recent person made me think about it being like, well, if we can't even enforce it in court, the whole reason why we added it, this measure, was so that we would be able to defend it in court. But if you can't even defend it in court, is it worth it or is it better just to have a penalty? And see, to me, to me, it's not about being able to defend it in court because I don't, if I've charged, if I've charged the, if I've removed the discount and I've charged somebody the $200 and they've paid it, and then somehow we end up at the RTDRS down the road and it's reviewed and say, you owe them $200 back. I don't mind giving that back because it wasn't part of my financial plan anyways. Yes. Hold on, let me continue. Um, and so to me, it isn't about defending it in court. It's about it's about um, 
ensuring that people pay rent on time. If it comes up on the first and somebody is having trouble trying to get their rent together, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, well, whatever. If I pay on, on the second, I'm going to get a $25 late fee, whatever. Like it's like it, the cost of like waiting to borrow money, like, or you know what I mean? Like say you went out and like borrowed money instead and now you're paying interest on it. Like 25 bucks is like whatever in the grand scheme of things. When your rent is 2000 and you don't quite have your rent together, but you will the next day, sure, I'll pay 25 bucks. But if my $200 rental discount is going to be removed and I'm going to have to pay $200 extra, so now it went from 2000 to 2200 I'm going to be hesitant about that. And I'm going to call my mom and ask her if I can borrow the extra couple hundred bucks I that agree. I'm short. So to me, it's it's not about defending it in court. I'll give the 200 bucks back at the end of the day because it it didn't come out of my out of my um like do you know what I'm trying to say? Uh, it's well, you wouldn't have to give it back because they can't force money back for things that they already agreed to paying. It's saying is it enforceable to add it on to the expenses or the incurred costs when you're going to a hearing. So what you're doing when you're going to a hearing is you're making a claim for a certain amount of dollars. Okay. You can't add that in there, but they can't force it back and like, hey, you added all these extra things that were that were not justifiable. Okay. Because they agreed to pay it. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, so they wouldn't you wouldn't have to give it back. But I guess yeah. can we just summarize this? What is the difference between a late fee and an on-time rental discount? What are the clear differences between the two? You just explained it a second ago. So a late fee if someone doesn't pay their rent on time, they owe a late fee. Right? Yeah, which is usually like in in the in a standard lease that you see where people charge late fees, it's like twenty five dollars per day no, no, or something no, no. like just, that. I'm just I'd say it's two hundred dollars a month. Apples to apples. Okay. Late fee system, right? Is two hundred dollars for being late. On time rental discount is still two hundred dollars, right? Mm -hmm. They remove the discount, so it's two hundred dollars. So what's the big difference between the two? The big difference between the two is that the on-time rental discount means that if they do it a second time, then the the discount is gone for the Forever. remainder of the duration the duration of the lease. Mm -hmm. That's the key difference between the two. Because once you eliminate the 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 added benefit or the um, uh, the ability, sorry, to enforce it in court, the only difference between the two is that one is 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 a, a one-time fee for that particular month and the other one is a one-time fee for the first month or a, a removal for the first month and then the second offense it's removed for the duration or the remainder of the the lease mm -hmm. that's the key difference so when you when you put it apples to apples like that this is what i'm trying to get to with the only added benefit or value of the on-time rental discount now being that on their second offense, it's gone for the remainder of the term, the mm -hmm. lease term, is that worth the friction? So I'm breaking it down to it in its most simplest. That's what I'm trying to figure out. And honestly, I don't know. And that's why I want to have the discussion with you. Mm -hmm. And I'd love, to, I'd love to hear you guys in the comments as well. we got a, about a minute left. You know, is it worth it? Um, for me, I think it's more important to get people to sign a lease. This is my opinion. I think it's more, it's harder to get someone in to sign a lease. Uh, I think that's more valuable than protecting ourselves from someone not doing what they're supposed to do, right? I'm more of an optimist in that sense. Mm -hmm. I'm optimistic that if I get someone in and they look good on paper, that they are going to do everything they say they're going to do for the next 12 months. 
I can't control whether they do what they say they're going to do. All I can do is control getting them in, making persuading them with a really nice pitch about why they should live here, getting them in, and being optimistic that they're going to do, they're going to pay their rent on time, they're going to do everything they're, they're you know, that they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put more energy into measures that prevent people from not doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. See, see, see where I'm going with yeah, this? Yeah, absolutely. You make a really great point. And that's why, like, I'm, I would like to have more energy and value on the side of closing people than putting up a legal defense or a deterrent for people to not do what they're supposed to do. Does that make sense to everybody else in the comments too? Yeah. And I mean, like when I, like when you, I just said you make a really great point and I'm, I'm 100% like following with you and you you might convince me that I'm not it's, trying to convince. No, I'm just I know. Having the I'm just I'm saying. Today. Yeah, I, know, I don't know but, which one's right. Yeah, I really but don't. W- where I'm going with that is that you know, like when I think, um, you know, like we used to go and meet every tenant and sign a lease with them and go through it page by page and make sure they understood it and all that kind of stuff. And now since COVID, it's like we don't do anything in person anymore. Like we haven't even met half of our tenants because we hire out the viewings. Yeah. We don't meet them to sign the lease. Like we send over everything through. We use sign now, but just so that people understand through like DocuSign. And so when we do that, it's also accompanied by an email explaining some of the um, major parts of the lease that we want to make sure they understand. We want to make sure they know they need to go get insurance. We need to make sure that they, you know, understand a few things about the lease. And part of that is that you know, the first part, like within the the second page of the lease where it outlines rent, it says your rent is $2,200. Yeah. And then later in the, in further down into the lease under the additional things, it says, here's your rental discount for on-time rent. You realize what that does right there though, just in that moment right there. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that moment right there where they said it was. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say right now. Yeah. So so the, so we so we need to send an accompanying accompanying email saying, "Hey, don't worry. I know on the second page it says your rent is twenty two hundred dollars, but further in the lease we're going to explain this rental discount thing, mm-hmm. and then in clause such and such, here's your rental discount. So because of that, because of this rental discount, we're having to you know one of our first emails to this new tenant is saying." This is how we do things and really highlights the fact that this is in our lease. So, yeah, that is friction. And I never really saw it like that. I just saw it that nobody has questioned me. Everybody signs on the dotted line. Everybody who I've wanted to, who I've approved and said, yes, you can have the lease. Congratulations on your new home. Hasn't questioned me and has signed. So I never really viewed it as Mm -hmm. that. I just viewed it as it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worked for a very long time. Yeah. And again, the only reason I'm bringing it up right now is just because of recent revelations that uh, uh, know that apparently it won't hold up in court. And that just that that changing it to that system just lost a ton of its value. So now we have to go back to the to the to the drawing board and be like, is is this still worth it um, for what, you know, the extra friction that it creates? Because before it did, I mean, it really did. I, I thought I thought it was a great idea. We heard about this. We're like, oh my God, that solves all of our problems. Um, but now that it doesn't solve so many problems, it's like, is it still worth having there? Now, where was I going with this?
I can't recall. You said something, and I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah, like you've you've definitely made me. Uh, now I'm teetering. It, As you saw, like right off the bat, I was very defensive about it because it works. And that's why I said, <laughs> "Are you defending yourself, honey, or are you defending the thing right now?" Because like I wasn't I wasn't meaning to bring this up as as a. Yeah, point, uh, finger pointing. What I wanted to bring up was this: is is it still worth it? I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, now you got a chance to to hear Wayne and Gabby debating about things. Normally, we do this in the living room. Um, <laughs> when you guys are all at and, work, and it normally gets a little more heated. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but it's um, I, I really like the on time rental discount. I, I like it for how it protects us. But um, you know. What you guys are going to realize in real estate investing is you're not really investing. What you're doing is you're selling. Everything you're doing is sales. You're selling tenants. You're selling joint venture partners. You know what I mean? It's all marketing and sales. And for me, I'm trying to figure out, you know, is it better to, to get people in as clients or is it better to focus on the legal side and protecting us? And what's the bigger risk? You know what I mean? What's the bigger risk and what's the bigger reward? Um, at the end of the day, rental, uh, or sorry, late fees and rental discounts don't mean jack shit. You should have a reserve fund in place so that if your tenant doesn't yeah. pay rent, you are not out money. You can't, it's not like you can't pay your mortgage payment. You can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. You are not out money when your tenant doesn't pay on the first, as long as they pay that yeah. month. And you're not having to like evict them and then you have unpaid rent and maybe damages and then you're out money. But the late the late fee or the rental discount being removed um, is is irrelevant. That is like found money. You have not lost money when they yeah. pay on the 5th or the 15th or the 29th. Yeah. You haven't lost money. It's not you haven't incurred a penalty from your mortgage lender because you've still paid the mortgage. Nothing has happened to you except a headache following up with this tenant. So none of that, it, it, it just doesn't matter. It's just a tactic. All it is is a tactic to keep your tenants accountable to paying a, rent on time. A deterrent time. system. A deterrent system. And also, you know, like when they don't pay, you should be following through with a 14-day eviction notice and like all these systems that we have in place. And when it does come down to you know, if, if they haven't paid and you have to kick them out, there's a system. You go to the RTDRS, you get a judgment against them. They're the ones who haven't done something right. You've done everything that you're supposed to do. So all of this is just a deterrent and it's not a cash grab. It's not, it's not an income stream. It's not an income stream. It's not a way to, you know, cover lost expenses because you haven't lost anything. So with it's, all of that being said, yes, you should reduce all friction. Yeah. There's, yeah. I, and and I'm again. I'm I'm all in my opinion. I think that the most valuable thing is getting people in and signed, and then having optimism that they're going to do everything that they say they're going to do. Because I feel like as a business on the bottom line, we're going to save a lot more money. The what's what's going to affect our actual bottom line is um, having not having tenants in the yeah. units. Yeah. A vacancy is is going to be one of Cost your largest yeah. is one of your largest expenses. Vac I'm going to repeat that. Vacancies are one of your largest expenses. You having to pull money out of your pocket or your reserve to cover the expenses while there's no tenant in there. If you think about it, if it costs you $1,500 and over a 10-year period, 
you're making about $100,000. You just lost like 1.5% of your profit. Yeah. Just because of one month where you had to cover it. Okay. It's, it's huge. It's huge. There's a hundred, there's a 120 months, 120 months in 10 years. Right. And this is why like, I don't allow people out of their lease early without some sort of like a, you know, a, like an early termination penalty. Because when you think about it, every time that unit is empty, you're losing a big chunk of your profit. I know 1.5% doesn't seem like very much, but it will add up for the amount of time and energy you put into this business. You deserve every penny. Okay. And people are supposed to do what they're supposed to do. So when I think about like adding extra friction and that extra friction, preventing more prospects into my pool for tenants, and being not even being able to to get a good tenant, I I I want to make it as easy as possible for a great tenant to sign with me. I want them to walk through it. I want them to, to love it. I want them to love me. I want them to love us. I want them. I want it to be as as the least amount of friction as possible. So it's an absolute no brainer. This unit is the one it's irresistible. I can't say no to it. When you add extra layers of friction in there, you're preventing that from happening, which is increasing the odds of a vacancy. And I, and the bottom line as a business owner, I'm looking at this thing like, okay, if I add extra layers of friction with closing new tenants, that means the likelihood of vacancies coming up, which means the likelihood of us losing money. We won't technically, we shouldn't, if we have a good, if we have a good system in place on the back end, we shouldn't lose money if tenants don't pay rent because we can always go after them. Yeah. Right. And as long as we handle it properly, we should get all or most of the money back. Mm -hmm. But we can't control whether someone's going to do, like, we can't control whether they don't pay the rent or not. I can't control getting someone in quickly mm -hmm. to make sure there's no vacancy. Now we can put measures in place to kind of prevent things. It's a, a deterrent system, yeah, to pre prevent them from you know even considering not paying rent. But I feel like that's a last resort measure that's not as valuable as getting a tenant in. Again, this isn't a debate on who's right. It's just I'm I'm just processing this, and I wanted to share the you know the the way that you know Gabby has really great points. I have a completely different like we both look at this completely differently, and this is why we you know though it sounds a little hostile this morning, everyone's like, oh my god, it's going down. Um, in timber. The fact that we're so different and the way that we see and process things differently, we analyze things differently, is actually extremely beneficial. So if you feel like some days you know you're really struggling with your partner to make decisions. Um, listen, listen to their side because they're looking at it from a completely different angle than you are. And, and, and what you're going to find is you're going to take both of the, the best of the, both of you guys, and you're going to make a really great decision that covers all angles. Cause there's things that you don't see that they see, right? You all, everyone has blind spots. You know what I'm going to have to do now? I'm going to have to update our lease agreement and save a second copy in our, uh, master's vault for all of our mentees so that they can decide whether they want to do a rental discount or late mm. fees. <laughs> so sure. masters, you have a second lease coming at you. Hey, I'm just, we're, we're always, we're always, always learning, right? Mm -hmm. And things always change. So yeah. I, it's, it's a debate that I'd like to continue to have. Um, cause there's probably things that I, I have blind spots, just things I'm not thinking about right now. I just thought about it uh, yesterday. And mm -hmm. I thought this would be a great conversation to have this morning. I wish we would have started it at 6 a.m. Yeah, this uh, is like the day of 
or the week of uh, long podcasts. <laughs> yeah. What, I think we've gone over every single day. <laughs> what was it that we talked about for the first 40 minutes? I don't even remember. Uh, contractors. <laughs> what would you think is a better title? Jared, what does your comment mean? New lease question mark. What does, what do you think is a better title for this podcast to talk about the contractors and how you can't rely on them or the debate about on-time rental discounts versus late fees? Or what is wholetailing? <laughs> you guys tell us what was the most valuable uh, okay. for, first first 40 or last uh, last, last 20. 20. 32. 32. We yeah. can do math. We're good yeah. at it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, I think I'm leaning towards wholetailing. This way, anyone, if anyone ever asks me again, I can just look it up on Spotify and be like, ah, oh, just one second. I know I talked about it on a podcast once. I'm sure Google's a little quicker. Oh, true, true. <laughs> okay. Well, um, today's my, uh, Thursday. Today's Thursday? Goodness gracious, this week is flying by. Okay. If uh, today's Thursday, that means tomorrow is Friday. Have a wonderful day, you guys. We'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.